Well, hi, this is Pastor Mitch Horton with the Victory Church Weekly Podcasts. I've been pastor here at Victory Church since 1994, and I've been teaching and preaching God's Word for over 42 years. In my podcast, I want to take time to share biblical concepts with you, breaking them down in a way that's meaningful, easy to understand, and will help create a strong foundation for your spiritual growth. I want to see you grow closer to God, and I firmly believe that if you'll take the principles I teach and apply them to your life, that you'll start to see God moving in your life like never before. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Well, I am so glad to be back with you on my podcasts uh, this year. This is the first time this year that I have uh, actually recorded a podcast. Glad to be back. I took a few weeks off um, just just to have some chill time. We had Christmas, the Christmas season. Then after that, I take I actually took a couple of more weeks here with the podcast. I've been back busy pastoring Victory Church and doing the things I normally do, but I'm glad to be back with the podcast. So we're changing our format this year just a little bit. Instead of having two podcasts, it's going to go down to one podcast a week, and we want to make that one really count. So I'm glad you're with, with me. One thing I would like for you to do this year is uh, let me know that you're listening. I would love to have some feedback on what I'm sharing. And if you have questions as we get into the content of the things we share uh, podcast after podcast, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. Would love to hear from you and uh, love to um, uh, just perhaps a dialogue back and forth as you uh, ask questions and then I can answer them on the podcast as well. So I'd love for you to do that this year. So getting right back, getting right into this, uh, just a few weeks ago before Christmas, actually, I was uh, sitting in my in my office with a few of my staff team, and we were uh, just talking about various things. And and uh, in a moment's time, uh, a word rose up inside me. And let me preface this by saying, and it was a word for 2024. And let me preface that by saying that God often speaks to me with one word, and that one word often br- uh, produces for me just some amazing things, and often some real change. So. Um, uh, last year, the word was stretch, and I uh, know successively each year after year, uh, he gives me a word. This year, I was sitting on my couch, and the word rose up, foundations. And so 2024, I knew, would be a year that I need to emphasize just the foundations of, the li- of our lives as believers. We need to pay attention to the foundation. So as we go through this year, as I minister at Victory Church on Sundays and Wednesdays, I'm going to be paying attention to that word foundations, and we'll be doing things that will strengthen uh, our foundations and how we live life in the various areas of life, be covering all kinds of things. So um, I want to talk about that a little bit today. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talked about building on a solid foundation in Matthew chapter 7. Let's get right on into that. And uh, I want you to notice there are some metaphors here and some analogies that Jesus uses. They were, he, he uses uh, uh, three, anal- uh, three metaphors for the challenges of life, the chests of life. And those metaphors are rain, floodwaters, and wind. And, and then he uses um, uh, some analogies of solid rock versus sand 
uh, as those who have a firm foundation and those who have a shaky foundation that won't endure the tests that come. So listen again to the verbiage of Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 27. This is New Living Translation. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Uh, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it flourishes, uh, uh, is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So again... Jesus is talking about the tests of life, the rain, rain, the wind, the floods. And then he's talking about the foundation upon which our life is built. Uh, solid foundation is a person who hears what he says, puts it into practice, and then the, the uh, uh, foundation that will not endure when challenges come, that uh, sandy foundation. Well, when the, when the tests of life come, that person won't be able to handle what's coming. So again... It's important this year particularly that we pay attention to the foundations, uh, definitions of foundations. Number one, the basis or groundwork of anything, the moral foundation of both society and, and religion. So the groundwork of anything is its foundation, right? So the natural, secondly, the natural or prepared ground or base on which some structure rests. So when you're building a house or building a building of some kind, you know, you, you got to dig the footings and then you've got to put in um, put in some uh, uh, metal metal for the footings and then, of course, they pour the cement, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and that makes a solid foundation. And without a solid foundation, a house just simply cannot, it just cannot stand uh, uh, the weight. Uh, it won't be able to bear the weight as the walls are built. So again... Uh, number three, definition for foundation, the lowest division of a building, wall or the like, usually of masonry or partly and wholly be below the surface of the ground. So again, the foundations, it's so important. Synonyms, when I think about a word, I think about synonyms and I often look up synonyms. Um, so synonyms for foundation is ABCs, uh, authority, base, basics, bed, bedrock, bottom, uh, bottom line, brass tacks, foot, footings, ground, groundwork, guts, heart, infrastructure, justification, um, <clears throat> nuts and bolts, uh, roots, stay, substratum, substructure, support, underpinning, understructure. See, see th that which supports something is the foundation. So this year, if we ever needed to pay, pay attention to foundations, this is the year. Proverbs, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 11, verse 3, it says this. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? All around us, there is an assault against the very foundations that, that, that make life livable and, and, and cause us to have a, a cohesive society and culture and cause us to be strong and healthy in so many ways. Those foundations are being challenged today. And let me say this, uh, it feels like to me, it seems like as we look around and know, look at the things that Jesus said. I spent some time today just reading back over Matthew 24 and Mark 13 and Luke 21, as well as 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and some several chapters in the book of Revelation just to, just to um, 
um, re-familiarize myself with what I've taught so many times. But uh, again, as you read those passages where Jesus talked about and the Apostle Paul and John on the Isle of Patmos, when they talk about what life would be like just before Jesus returns, uh, it looks like we are it's a hand-in-glove fit to what we're dealing with today. And one of the uh, challenges that the Antichrist uh, uh, global government will produce is lawlessness and, um, and, and a, a degradation of moral values. And we're seeing that in a tremendous way right now. There's a tremendous assault against the very foundations that make, uh, make society healthy. Spiritually, um, there are going to be challenges. So again, we need a good foundation spiritually. That is, the Word of God should be our overall foundation spiritually, along with um, a, a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need a good foundation financially. Uh, the financial things in uh, globally, worldwide, are in absolute utter turmoil and chaos. They're getting ready to change the financial structure of the nations to make it a, a digital currency so that there could be so much more control. So just be aware of those things. So financially, we need to know what God says about our finances. We need a good base for our financial life and what we do with finances. Finances are important in life because you can hardly do anything without them, right? So we're going to be talking about the foundation of our finances this year at some point. Uh, sexu uh, sexuality is, there's a, there's a foundation of sexuality and that is important that we understand. And that's being challenged on every hand today as we, as we, um, as we see the rise of homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism. In fact, just, uh, just over the Christmas holidays, I think the very end of the year, the Pope of the Catholic Church, um, I think for the first time mentioned that now the Catholic Church is going to be recognizing uh, same-sex marriages and such and same-sex attractions. And uh, my friends, this is devastating to the world uh, in, in a spiritual way and also uh, uh, in the sexual mores of the cultures of the world. And right along with that are family values. The, the, the family is the, is the basic unit of, of, of any society. And without a strong family, there cannot be a cohesive society. So the Antichrist spirit is trying to tear that apart. We'll be dealing with family this year. Um, uh, manhood, womanhood, marriage, values, Anything like, I mean, the, the, the foundations across, uh, across life are being challenged today. So we're going to be talking about foundations this year. And so uh, I want to encourage you, examine the foundations of your life. Do you have a good relationship with Jesus? Do you have a good, a good, uh, a, a good way to, uh, to, to get the Word of God inside of you on a regular, steady basis? Do you have a good, uh, good quiet, private time with God? We call it our devotional time where you seek the Lord. I'm going to be talking about that at our church here, uh, Victory Church, on Wednesday nights for a couple of Wednesday nights to begin the year just to refresh us on, on how to have a really um, uh, a devotional life that really, really wraps your life um, with a consciousness of God and, and with a, a fullness of the Spirit and, and where the Word of God really does dominate you. So I encourage you to come. We'll be doing that. Hopefully we'll start that next week. So really going to be exciting, and um, I think it's going to be great. What, what, what should be the major foundation of our life? So um, 
I said this in a recent service here at our church, seeing ourselves as spiritual beings in, in a physical world. That should be the foundation of life. Uh, we, are, we are eternal beings trapped in time. Let me say that again. We're eternal beings trapped in time. The real me is, is, spirit, is spirit. The real you is the spirit you. The real you will outlast that physical body that you're living in. So it behooves us to pay attention to the most important things of life. And the most important things of life are the spiritual dimension of life. God wants us to live from the inside out not from the outside in. And so again, that changes the entire focus of life. We're, we're spirit beings made in the image of God. When I came to the Lord when I was 18, that was a big change for me. I was so uh, sensual and carnal. All I thought about was the outward me. I wanted to look good, wanted to, my appearance to be right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when you come to know Jesus and you're, you're born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, the whole dimension of life changes, and we need to learn to live life from the inside out. And, and that is see ourselves as spiritual beings living in physical bodies and, and spiritual beings that are going to live for eternity. And that means, see, that affects every decision, every choice that we make in life. We want to make sure that it lines up with, with how it affects our eternity. See, God made us in his image. John 4, 24, Jesus talking to the woman at the well of Samaria. Uh, he made a statement to her. He said, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God made us in his image. God is spirit and we are spirit beings. And remember back in Genesis chapter 1 where God said, uh, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then he told us to have dominion. And again, he created us to fellowship with him. So verse 27 of Genesis 1, God created us in his image and According to in the image of God, he created man, male and female, he created us. So again, we are spirit beings living in physical bodies. And so conscience and intuition, that uh, is the, the voice of the, of the human spirit speaking. And there are scriptures all through the New Testament that refer to the spiritual nature of man. In fact, Proverbs 20, 27 is one I like a lot. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Again, we, there's a spirit nature inside. And this year, I want to encourage you, Put your spirit person first. Think about your relationship with Jesus uh, as you enter into every single thing you do, as you enter into relationships with people. Think about your spiritual relationship with Jesus first. What, what uh, fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, the scripture says. Yes, we love people. We're friendly with people. But the close associates we have, we need to be careful about because um, uh, the, pe the, the person we are, somebody said five years from now, is going to be determined by the kinds of books we read and the kinds of friends we entertain. So again, you know, uh, we, we, think about, we think about our spiritual life before everything else in every single area of relationship. How does it affect me? How does this, how's, how does this particular job affect my spiritual life? How does... How does, um, how does my spiritual life affect my family? Am I walking with God with respect to my spouse? Am I loving my spouse the way that I should? Am I taking care of my children the way that I should? Am I putting first, first things first? Or am I seeking the flesh 
and, and things that gratify my outward person before, before anything else? Those are important questions that we need to ask ourselves, particularly this week. Romans 8.16 says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Again, we are spiritual beings in a physical body. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 1.9, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son. Philippians 3.3 um, Paul encourages the believers at Philippi to, to walk with God. He said, we are the circumcision. We have a relationship with God. We worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. And again, I love what Peter said in 1 Peter 3. He mentions the spirit nature. Then he was talking about husband and wife relationships and he's, uh, and he's comparing uh, the relationship that Sarah and Abraham had Abraham have the kind of relationship that we should have as husbands and wives and then in the middle of that he says in verse 3 don't be adorned by merely outward things arranging the hair wearing gold putting on fine apparel outward things but rather let it be the hidden person of the heart the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit so again he calls the inward person the inner person of the heart I love 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I love that verse. It mentions the outward man. It, it, it mentions the inward man. The inward man actually uh, is composed of both spirit and soul, and we'll get into that perhaps later, but, and, but today I just want to talk about the spirit nature of man. Um, and then we have an outward person that, that clothes our inner person. And so again, uh, several translations say it different ways. 2 Corinthians 4, 16, though our, we never give up, though our bodies are dying. This is New Living Translation. Our spirits are being renewed day by day. Berkeley calls the, the spirit nature the inner self. For this reason, we're not discouraged, it says, Second uh, Corinthians 4, 16. But even though our outer nature suffers decay, our inner self is renewed day after day. Day. So again, this year, my encouragement, take care of your inner person. You know, we make, we make all kinds of, uh, of promises to ourselves that we're going to make some, ch some changes year after year. As we go from one year into a next, we often want to change our diet. We often want to start a new exercise regimen, which I think all of that is just absolutely wonderful. But you know, above all of that, we need to make sure that the foundation of our life is proper and, uh, and that we'll be able to, to, to hold up when the challenges of life come. So again, just like, uh, you know, I, I'm really into physical regimen. I'm into eating properly. I'm into exercise and all that. I make sure that I eat uh, certain kinds of proteins every day. There's certain things that I, that I ingest that I know are healthy for me. Why? Because they create a foundation of physical health. Well, to this year, it's important, most important thing we're going to do is make sure that we are paying attention to the varying foundations of life. Uh, uh, all of it rests upon our fellowship and relationship with God because that gives us the right focus when, when, when challenges come. I believe this year we're going to see some tremendous challenges perhaps we've never seen before. I don't like to say it that way, but it feels that way as I pray and as I seek the Lord. And so God wants us to be prepared and ready. This is a time for evangelism. It's a time uh, to, um, 
to pray and ask God to bring multitudes into the family of God. It's, it's, it's a day to be prepared, to be a witness. As we leave our homes, we should have the expectation that God is going to lead us across the paths of people that we can share Jesus with and, 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 and uh, be the salt and light that he's called us to be. That should happen every single day. And so again, the foundation of our life is our spiritual nature. And as we relate properly to the Lord and as we relate properly to him by developing our spiritual nature, keeping it strong, we'll be able to weather the storms that 2024 may bring this year. Again, Satan's goal is to get us to focus on physical things and mental things. God wants us to focus on the spiritual side and put spiritual things first. Uh, something that Jesus said in Matthew 4, Jesus had fasted uh, 40 days. Now, uh, Victory Church here, we have uh, spent a few days with a full fast, just three days of full fast. We, I think we did that last year. We did it again this year, and, and we've come to a conclusion on that, but... Um, you know, Jesus started his ministry with 40 days of fasting. He had no food for 40 days, so we just spent three days. And, you know, it's a bit of a challenge because, you know, you want to eat and you don't have the physical virility that you have when you do eat. But, you know, it reminds you, fasting reminds you that the, the inner person is the most important part of you. Jesus said this during his 40-day fast, Matthew 4, the tempter came to him and obviously said, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus said, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So I want you to see it this way. I look at it this way in my life and have for many decades now. The word of God is actually more important than my physical food. Um, in, in fact, so Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So I like to say it this way. The way physical food gives energy to my physical body and keeps it healthy and strong, the word of God gives me spiritual energy and keeps me spiritually healthy and strong. That's a really important concept for us to always keep in mind in life. The tendency is if we get busy to lay aside something that we just don't have to do. And many times, for many people, it may be Bible reading and prayer and a devotional time of the Lord where you pour your heart out. This is not a time to do that. This is a time to make sure our spiritual focus is strong and that we are virulent spiritually so that we'll be able to face the, the rain, the winds, the storm that Jesus talked about in Matthew 7. Uh, John 6, 63, Jesus said this, it's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And so again, we need to pay attention to the spiritual nature this year. I've got some quotes over the years that I've kept with me. Uh, one of them was from A.B. Simpson, who was the founder of Christian and Missionary Alliance Churches. Uh, he lived from the 1840s until I think he died in uh, 1919. A wonderful man of God. I have a lot of his books. If you don't have his books, you can find them on Amazon, uh, both hard copy and Kindle. Uh, digital versions. I have them, and I love to read his writings, and I have for many, many years now. He feeds me spiritually. Uh, A.B. Simpson said this, all physical strength, listen to this, is spiritual in cause. Wow. So, so you know, you can, you can rest yourself physically by taking a vacation 
and just kind of chilling out. But you know what? You can get up from that place and still feel exhausted if you're not built up inside, right? So all physical strength, he said, is spiritual. And Carl Smith Wigglesworth said this, I'm 10,000 times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. What does that mean? Well, you know, First John 4, 4, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You are of God, the whole verse says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Well, how could Smith Wigglesworth say he's 10,000 times bigger on the inside? Because he's paying attention to spiritual things. You know, obviously he didn't have what we have to contend with today. Today we contend with the internet. We t- we, today we can uh, contend with YouTube. Today we contend with everybody's got a smartphone in their hand. Today we contend with all kinds of things that are tracking and, and taking our time. He didn't have all that, but again, today we need to be even more conscious of the fact that we need to spend, spend plenty of time with God and plenty of time in his word every day. So again, we ought to be able to say I'm 10,000 times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. See, if you're that way, then when the challenges come, you'll have something on the inside to answer when the, when the, when the going gets tough. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth also said this. I love this quote. He said, pay attention to life's inflow. He said, outward service will dwindle if inward energies are not renewed. Then F.F. Bosworth, uh, who wrote a classic book called Christ the Healer, and he lived uh, at, from the beginning of the 20th century or just before until um, the 1950s. And I uh, just really, it's a great book. If you don't have that book, I encourage you to get it. Uh, Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. I have devoured that book uh, backwards, forwards, and upside down almost. I, I got it back in the late 70s when I came to Jesus, and I have read it ever since then. F.F. Um, F. Bosworth said this, Many, most Christians feed their bodies three hot meals a day and their spirits one cold snack a week. And so it shouldn't be that way. That's why, you know, going to church is not enough. I pastor, I teach, I preach. We need the Word of God. We need the office of the pastor slash teacher. We need that in our lives. Every believer should have a local church. You have one of the foundations for your life this year. You should have a local church that you attend. And you should have your children. If you have children at home, your children should be in church with you. Why? Because you show them what you value by what you do with your time. A lot of people are backing up on church attendance saying, well, I'll just get what I need online. It's not going to work very very well for you. What's going to happen when something happens and the Internet fades away? It could happen. You need a good relationship, a solid relationship with a local church in your area. I encourage you to have one. Again, we are on the outside what we are on the inside. The person that is transformed when Jesus comes into our life is our spiritual nature. You remember Jesus was talking to, a, um, well, I believe is one of the Sanhedrin men, members, uh, Nicodemus. He was one of the rulers of the Jews. And Jesus said to him, except a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus couldn't understand that. He, 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 he was thinking only physically and naturally, wondering how in the world can I get back in my mother's womb? I'm an old man. And Jesus was talking about a spiritual birth. The, the, the spiritual things affect our spiritual nature. And so again, uh, New Living Translation of John 3, verse 6 of what Jesus said to Nicodemus, humans can only produce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth 
to spiritual life. I really like that. And so again, it's our spiritual nature that's born again. And it's our spiritual nature that gives the, the spiritual impetus for the rest of life and gives us the right kind of focus in our relationships and keeps everything in order so that we don't put, uh, put things that are not most important ahead of things that are the most important in life. So again, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Apostle Paul, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. And again, he's talking about in our spiritual nature. In fact, the Living Bible says it this way. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. So this year, I want to encourage you, pay attention, uh, first of all, to the person on the inside. This year, the foundations of life are going to be the most important things in our lives. We're not going to be able to deal well with the various areas of life until our spiritual life is in sync and is in focus with Jesus and with God the Father. And our spiritual life is, is uh, filled with meditation in the Word of God, reading the Word, meditating the Word praying the word, praying, fellowshipping with the Lord. That is the absolute foundation of life because it gives us the right motivations, the right demeanor, the right attitude, um, the right ways to speak and, 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 um, and relate to others. It all comes from the inside of us. In fact, um, the, uh, the prophet Malachi, the very last book of the Old Testament, uh, he was really talking about and decrying the terrible um, divorces that were happening in Israel that were out of sync with God's best and God's plan. And he just, I'm just going to read it, but without talking about marriage, that's another subject. He said, for the Lord, this is amplified Old Testament. For the Lord, the God of Israel says, I hate divorce and marital separation and him who covers his garment or wife with violence. Therefore, keep a watch upon your spirit that it may be controlled by my spirit that you do not deal treacherously and faithlessly with your marriage mate. He says, keep a watch upon your spirit that it may be controlled by my spirit. See, I really like him saying that. See, see, our spiritual life determines what kinds of relationships we have. Our Watch this. Our spiritual life determines how we spend our money. Our spiritual life determines how we spend our time. Our spiritual life determines how we treat our physical body. Our spirituality determines what we do with our sexuality, right? It determines what we allow ourselves to see, allow ourselves to hear, what we allow ourselves to spend our time doing. So again, we need to pay attention to our spiritual life. And they were having problems in their marriage and marriages in Israel, and they were uh, taking advantage of uh, some laws of divorce that God had given Moses. And he said the answer to it is, therefore, keep a watch on your spirit that it may be controlled by my spirit. You may be struggling with your marriage today, and it may be because you've allowed a measure of selfishness into your life, and you're only thinking about you and the needs that you have and the wants that you have, the desires that you have. You know, when you're married, God wants our first focus to be on him, our second focus to be on our spouse. It should be God's spouse, and then a lot of times when you get married and have children, I know we, Susan and I had four. Now we've got four children, nine grandchildren. We're busier than we ever have been, but you know what? You know, we, we put Jesus first, and when you put Jesus first, you know, it just puts a yearning in you to want to keep things in godly order. And once you put Jesus first, keep, make sure you treat your spouse properly. And often when you get when you start ha having children, once you're married, 
boy, the focus can really, really uh, get off just a little bit because you're so busy with the children. We had four. We were, we were busy coming and going all the time. But you know what? We had to take time for each other. We had to think about each other. And that's what he's saying here. So again, your spiritual life is the foundation of everything that you do. Let me close today with Proverbs 4, verse 23. I love this passage. I often think about it. In fact, often I, I wake up at night and I think about this passage and I have several of the translations that I have, you know, pretty much memorized. But here are several translations for Proverbs 4.23. First one's New King James. It says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. So for my spirit person, the things of life erupt and how I deal with life. That's what it's saying. New Living, Tra New Living Translation says, guard your heart, speaking of your spirit nature. Above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And so again, you know, the path that I take and, and what I do and how I spend my time is determined by my heart, by my spiritual nature. God's Word translation says, guard your heart more than anything else because the source of your life flows from it. Amplified New Old Testament says, keep your heart with vigilance and above all you guard for out of it flow the springs of life. So again, these all, all these verses are saying the same thing. Berkeley translation says, out of your heart flow the sources of life. Um, uh, Moffat's translation tells us to guard our inner self. That's our spiritual nature. For so you will live in prosper. Message paraphrase, even the paraphrase says, keep a vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. So again, uh, this is the year if you're ever going to be a spiritual person, <laughs> listen, if you're ever going to obey God, if we're ever going to do what God called us to do, if we're ever going to at some point seek first the kingdom of God, my friend, it is time to do it today. And I want to encourage you, uh, get the distractions uh, out of the way. Put first things first. Um, you know, my encouragement, maybe we can talk about this in some, some time in the future, but my encouragement is start your day with spiritual things. I've been doing this since the 1980s. God dealt with me strongly, and I'll get into the weeds of it later, but God dealt with me strongly to start my day with Him, lots of time with Him. And, and that was in the, that was like 1980, like 83, and you know what? When he did that, I, I, you know, when I look back over my life, when the Lord spoke to me, I wasn't a morning person, and, and, but he spoke to me to get up early and start, start spending time with him. I'd already been to two Bible schools. I was working for a church in Oklahoma, and he spoke to me, make sure you put your spiritual life first. And I began to do that. I'm not a morning person, but that made me a morning person. I look over the decades of my life now, I'm telling you, uh, that saved my life. Just the Lord saying that to me saved my life because it forced my hand so to speak I had to make the choice but I saw that God was really um, putting the onus on me to spend time with him first had I not done that I would not have been able to face the varying kinds of pressures that came with the varying stages of life as Susan and I began to have children in the 80s and then they were growing in the 90s and we put them in school we started churches we we had various kinds of ministry and I've been here at Victory Church this year 30 years and I, I'm telling there's no way that I could have withstood the assaults of the devil the demonic um, the challenges that just uh, living life in a fallen world bring as a pastor all of us have pressures but there's undue pressure 
you know, with, with certain vocations and pastoring certainly one of them. I'm telling you, I, I would not have survived had I not had a strong relationship with Jesus in the Word and in prayer that came from, from seeking first the kingdom of God, putting him first in my day. So this year, I want to encourage you, let your foundation of spiritual things be strong. I want to encourage you to focus and concentrate on spiritual things. Maybe ask yourself the question, uh, and begin to ask it now and think about it and then make the changes that you need to make. Am I, am I really seeking first the kingdom of God? If you've known the Lord for a good long while, is Jesus still your first love? Do you love him now as much as you did when you first came to him? You should love him more. Are you spending time in spiritual things every single day? Don't neglect Bible reading and then meditation, that is cogitating, letting the word revolve over and over. Find scripture, memorize them, spend time daily praying, seeking the Lord. I do it every single day. Even my days off, I spend time with God because I'm a spiritual being 24-7, 365 days a year. And the devil never takes a break. Understand that. So he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Make sure you're fully prepared for everything that life may bring this year. We're in a really volatile time. There are a lot of unknowns for our future. I do think we're really close to that seven-year time that people typically call the tribulation time. Uh, and I think we're right on the edge and verge of that. Everything seems to be set up for that to, that to just... Um, uh, just mushroom into um, the world and that seven years beginning. We're just looking, we're just looking for a couple of things to fall in place. So could be this year my encouragement again to you. I know you feel the pressures that I feel. Spend time with God. Lord, I pray for me and all of us today as we think about the foundations of our life in 2024. I pray that we would take spiritual things and put them first place in our life. May we really begin this year to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I pray for every person listening to this. Lord, help them to make the adjustments they need to make. Some need to make adjustments in the close relationships that they have because they're pulling them away from the Lord. Others need to make uh, adjustments with respect to how they deal with their physical person. They're, they're putting the physical things above spiritual things. Others, Lord, others of us, we just simply need to spend more time with the Lord. And Lord, I'm asking you to speak to us, to spend time with you and to seek first your kingdom. Let the foundations of life begin to fall in place as we begin 2024 in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. I look forward to talking to you uh, next week, and I hope you have a God-blessed week this week. God bless. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I hope it blesses you spiritually and helps you grow closer to God. Before you go, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Um, those simple steps go a long way to helping us reach new listeners that need to hear these messages. Also, I would love for you to reach out to me with any questions or comments you have about the topics I discuss. My email is pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com and it's in the show notes. Uh, there on the screen you have. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.